Hey everyone, this is Connor. Before we get started, I just want to encourage you to check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. If you become a patron, you'll get access to multiple exclusive episodes every month. And you can also join our patrons-only Discord chat, where Pete and I talk informally with the Podside Picnic community. So if you like the show, go ahead and check us out at patreon.com slash podsidepicnic. Thanks. Welcome back to Podsite, everyone. This is, of course, Carlo. And uh, today I'm joined by Chris. And uh, Chris, you know, we're going to we're going to determine who's going to be the actual host (laughs) that leads the thing. Just breathe in in rhythm with me. Oh, oh, I've fallen over. Oh, no. It's Chris. Chris, you're in charge. now. I got it. Um. Well, in any case, folks, we're going to be talking about Scavenger's Reign, the uh, rather recent, uh, what what is it, network formerly known as HBO? (laughs) Yeah, um, I think it's it's premiered right on directly to Max, right? The the streaming, their streaming service. Well, yeah, and, and we don't know. Like, perhaps in the, the next two weeks, they'll decide to just dump it out of their yeah. servers. Well, yeah. Damn you, Zaslav. Yeah. They should put Zaslav on this planet. Uh, see how he fares. <laughs> yes, um, but yeah, so so uh, if, if no one's ever heard of this uh, show, it's it sort of, it seems to have had like a very long... Uh, sort of like lead up to the series that we were talking about today. Cause mm-hmm. there was like a seven minute short film called scavengers, merely just scavengers. Um, I, I don't know if you, you, you saw it or, or checked it out, Chris. I did not. No, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I honestly, I didn't realize that there was a progenitor to this. Yes. It's just uh, also uh, like, I think that the um, the team over at Titmouse, uh, you know, like basically really refined the character designs. The, there was just like two people in the in mm. the short, and one of them looks very much like uh, Ursula here. Uh, mm, okay, like like a precursor, different, slightly different character design. But you're like, yeah, that that looks like an Ursula. <laughs> um. But uh, but yeah, so so then I think it took them like seven years to get the series. Okay. Uh, and and so in any case, this is it. And mm. uh, Chris, I, mm. I was the one who was you know, sort of talking this up to you. Uh, mm-hmm. y- you were game enough to check it out. What did you think? Let, let, let's let's just jump in initial impressions and all that good shit. Yeah. It's um, you had posted. I think it was a trailer for it when you first started talking up, and I checked it out, and I was like, "Oh wow, holy shit, we need to watch this." And um, I, I and I think I've I've said this many times on the pod before. Um, I over the last couple of years, I've become extremely television skeptic, where it's going to take a lot for me to get into a new television show, mm-hmm. um, just because of the glut of streaming flotsam. 
uh, you know, clogging up everything. And that's time that I could be using to spend to to watch a movie, read a book, or you know, you know, precious. You know, our our free time is precious. You know, so um, I was I was a little skeptic, and I was like, oh boy, twelve. And then I saw it was twelve episodes of like half hour each. I was like, oh boy, oh boy. But then as soon as I started watching the first episode, I was like immediately hooked, and it just I I I you know ran through this in, in like three nights it, it was just <laughs> it, it it hooked me immediately um so i i was really really pleasantly surprised uh it, it's one of those things where it's like uh, it's, it's probably another symptom of the streaming era where it's just this like gorgeous you know work of science fiction art that's just like dumped onto a streaming service with no promotion mm-hmm. nobody knows what the hell it is it's just you know it, it's very sad but yeah the show yeah. rocks I mean, yeah, I, I, that being said, so I will say that I unabashedly love like everything about this show. Mm-hmm. I, I really was, you know, I, I'm not quite as TV skeptic as you are necessarily, but, mm-hmm. but I, you know, like, again, I could be reading, I could be writing, I could be doing other things. Uh, so, so I'll, I'll give, you know, generally give something like an episode to, to sort of hook me. And if it's, I don't know, yeah, if it's sufficiently in, intriguing, you know, you 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 move on to the next episode. Um, and this was just like I, I sort of ended up having to hold myself back a little bit a couple <laughs> times because it's like, okay, no, I can't, I can't just go through this this fast. Let, let me <laughs> let me savor it. Uh, because I, I don't know if you have this, uh, Chris, whenever something that you you start really vibing with and it's mm-hmm. really good and you just you, you're you're just save you, you slow yourself down to savor it. But also as that episode you know, listing starts diminishing, you know, how many how many you've gone through, I, I start mourning it a little mm-hmm. bit because then it's like, shit, this is I'm never yeah. going to have that first time. That that first frisson, mm-hmm. it'll only ever be me remembering it, and it's- yes, it, I, I have that exact same thing. I that that's probably the very same reason why I have yet to read. Uh, I have one more culture, uh, Ian M. Banks books to read, and I keep like reaching for it, and then I'm like, oh, you know, but it's gonna be the last one, and then mm-hmm. so I kind of like move on to something else. So I, I, I get that totally. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But but this honestly, like, I, I do want to. Uh, jump ahead and just say uh, this isn't necessarily a spoiler, but to me, I, I believe that from like soup to nuts, this, this show just maintains a certain pace to it. It's, mm-hmm. it's not a, a, I think it's a challenging pace, but at the same time uh, in, in the sense that it's sort of nonlinear, it's mm-hmm. sort of dreamy in how it sort of slips in and out of memory and, and stuff like that yeah. for certain characters. But I will say that to its credit, it did not, like they did not try to to get to like I don't know if you've noticed this phenomenon where you have like it's twelve episodes, but then it's in episode eleven that they have the big climax. Yes, uh, so that they can leave a more of a runway to mm-hmm. for an open second season. Here mm-hmm. they just went right up to the line. They used up all the gas in the tank. Yes. No. Yeah. It's it, it's like you said because it. 
the first couple episodes, you're really starting, you're getting your footing with with the world of is it Vesta? Is the world they're called? Yeah, yeah. The the planet's called Vesta. So, yeah, um, and if, you know, with with regard, like, there's the separate stories that, like, you know, they all are stranded from from one single ship, but um, you know, they kind of don't really intersect uh, until they do. But it, it is, but like you're following them and you kind of cross cutting between them a bit. Um, and like there's, and then there's just kind of random stuff that is shown that does, it's not really explained, but then comes back later on. And then, and then like within context, you're given a, a more fuller understanding. Um, I, I just think, I think the, it, once you, once you start vibing with that pacing and the structure, uh, it's really, really rewarding when you get to that, um, ending, uh, like the, the buildup, like it's, it's, and this was a thought I had last, uh, when I was finishing up, it's over the course of 12 episodes, it's, you know, it's classic, you know, action filmmaking storytelling. Like, it's just like, you know, this rising action, you're developing all these characters. And then there's this big climax where everybody gets something to do. And, uh, it's just really, really satisfying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and it sort of also it gives you a little peek as to what the like a little bit of where you know like the where this planet of Vesta, which is very sort of like its own character and and very sort mm-hmm. of mysterious or, or or at least opaque. Yes, nothing's ever really explained to us. And mm-hmm. let me let me just uh, <laughs> almost ten minutes into the episode, uh, <laughs> let me let me just say that essentially this is a a crew uh, of I think it's what is it uh, two? There's Ursula, Sam. Mm-hmm. There's Ozzy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's Levi, and yes. then Cayman on his own until he meets up with Hollow. Yeah. Um, uh, but but hollow doesn't count because it's basically like what five four five characters really yeah. <laughs> yeah. that that escaped this freight ship called the Demeter mm-hmm. um and you know the, the the reasons behind you know like why they're they're there you know you know what led them to there are, are sort of explained and expanded upon as the as the episodes go on, but at first we we don't we don't actually I, part of what I feel works in its favor is that we're never really told a a hard sort of like timeline of how how long they've been on the planet. Yes, right. Um, and uh, that that definitely works in its favor. Uh, because you, you're not entirely sure if it's been days, if it's been, like some of them might have been there weeks, you know, who knows? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but anyway, and it, it sort of like covers the the initial uh, like them trying to navigate the the landscape mm-hmm. um, and, and sort of like uh, survive, you know, s- sufficiently until they can sort of develop some sort of a more complex plan. Um, And one of the sort of inciting incidents is that uh, one of the, the pairs of P, you know, like a a pair of the, the former crew, uh, Ursula and Sam, Sam, who was basically like the captain of the ship. Yeah. And uh, Ursula was actually like a botanist. Um, Right. Right. 
Uh, yeah, because it, it, it kind of has the sense of like, so it, it, I think it's like a cargo ship, but you kind of get the sense that there's kind of a, a whole like, uh, you know, micro society living on it with, with a whole bunch of different random random things on it that doesn't necessarily, um, you know, a cargo ship wouldn't necessarily have like a botanist. Mm-hmm, right. Well, I mean, I think that they, they were also, um, I think that they were basically freighting stuff to you know, sort of colonized worlds. And right. Vest Vesta's not a place where anyone's, you know, sort of like, like set, like they haven't tried to colonize it, it, it seems. Right, uh, right, right. But, um, but anyway, uh, so, so then when Sam and Ursula basically uh, managed to set up like a, a, a jerry rig, a, like a, a signal, uh, I guess a signal dish or a transponder or whatever. I, I don't know. Uh, whatever the tech phrase is right now, I, I can't remember it. Um, mm-hmm. But but basically they, they set it up so they can call the ship down to the planet's surface. Mm-hmm. Uh, in part because uh, they're, as you said, Chris, there are sort of like call there. They seem to be um, like, like an old timey uh, sort of cargo ship to your, to your point where there is like, like freight, but there's also like colonists that are being mm-hmm. transported uh, along mm-hmm. with it, right? Yeah, there's there's people in in the in the uh, you know traditional science fiction conceit of like the the you know suspended animation type of type of thing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and I think it's important to note that like when all the the characters that we follow. Um, they kind of like they escape on these escape pods and that land on different parts of the planet. So they there it's not it's not as if they split up. They they find themselves you know alone uh, on this strange planet. Yeah, um, and, and and like I said, like Sam and Ursula sort of like I guess lucked out in that they they either shared a pod or or they they were two different pods that were close enough together uh, mm-hmm. that they found each other. But um, like. Ozzy, Ozzy Noreen, who is a great, uh, fa- I, I love Ozzy, really, I, I really do, um, as a character, and uh, she is basically the, uh, she is the cargo, or the freight captain, or whatever, like the, yeah. the the person in charge of the cargo bays and everything like that, and um, so, so she ends up... W- crash landing and with one because the Levi is in this is, is just the singular Levi, but he is a Levi unit. (laughs) Uh, Right. Which are just like these somewhat hilariously top heavy looking little robots Mm -hmm. with tiny little spindle spindle legs. Yeah. Little chicken legs. (laughs) It's so funny. Um, And, and Levi is just like, you know, I, I want to give them like lots of credit for not making Levi sort of like, I don't know, somewhat like the stereotypical, the like beep boop does not compute, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. that type of, or, or just uh, also just not understanding certain things. And it's like, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they, they do a nice job even before, you know, the, the Levi stories kind of really develops as character. Um, they do a good job of, like making it a character unto itself that's not like you said not the traditional like rigid like what is this love you speak of like that <laughs> that kind of stuff like it's it's you know it's pleasant to talk with and, yeah. and stuff like that <laughs> i i mean there there are a couple of things where it's it it it, it 
it's well done. I, I love the, the the little line where it's like, uh, well, I guess uh, like they, they, they end up like with the motorcycle just craps out on them. And he's like, oh, better hope you brought some good, good, uh, comfortable walking shoes, Levi, because we're going to be uh, yeah, on foot from here on out. Or I think I hope you brought good walking shoes. And <laughs> Levi goes, no. I did not. I did not bring shoes, <laughs> but it's just like the delivery is so sort of like earnest that it it mm-hmm. really won me over. That's what make it makes it funny, right? Because it's like, yeah, exactly. No, I'm, I guess I'm not prepared for this. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, and then we get Cayman uh, mm-hmm. who uh, basically lands by himself off in some you know, jungle area of the planet uh, and slowly uh, he, he he's alone. He's, he's, he's feeling the loneliness as well. And then mm-hmm. uh, I forget, he, he, he pops out the, the porthole of the, the capsule or whatever. Yeah. Cause it lands like up in the trees. So it's, it's not like the other ones where they, they were able to use it as shelter uh, right, right. Know, like uh, temporary shelter at, at the very least. Uh, so he pops out and he runs into one of the little, I guess, like amphibious or lizard thingies. I don't know. Yeah, he looks like a little jelly bean. Yeah, exactly. Like 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 a alien gray got sort of smushed together into a jelly bean mm-hmm. shape, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and and the creature like he it's a telepathic it, and like it turns out it's a telepathic creature and it starts kind of reading Cayman's mind, which is f- full of you know frustration and sadness because his his wife who was also on the the Demeter, um, she they were going through you know so you know a breakup and he was like struggling in his own career type of thing um basically he's kind of like a big loser honestly <laughs> and uh the, the 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 creature like you know feeds on that and feeds it back to him to try and like control Cayman. um i i, I like that when they when he uh, was using his telepathic abilities. They depicted it by having like kind of like light swirling in front of his face, like the the creature's face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was rather than just have it being like you know the the you know the hypno frog type of stuff, you know, where it's just like <laughs> like it was. Yeah, I thought that was a really neat touch. Yeah, yeah, I I, I especially like the sort of like the yeah the pyrotechnic aspect of it, right? Um, mm-hmm. it, it's just very uh, a, a white cold looking light no let's not forget that um so this is one of the things that that is that seems to be an ongoing theme throughout the 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 shows uh is that a lot of the uh fauna and the flora and the fauna of uh vesta is Mm -hmm. very either it's either parasitic or symbiotic right yeah and uh, now I will say that Hollow uh, being like a little jelly bean, you know, he's, he's a small <laughs> bean. Uh, <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, in general, what they end up doing is that they end up. See, I, I think that my read on it is that Hollow is used to like that. They're those creatures are like I, I sort of thought of it as um, ants like milking mm. aphids that type of thing yeah right where they they basically they give 
they sort of like spit out like this little black goo floats out of their mouths while they're hypnotizing you. And then that sort of uh, is like a an incentive to for that creature to sort of get go and get them food, get the, the little uh, hollow creatures food. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Uh, when it runs into Cayman, to a certain extent, Cayman's loneliness is somehow sort of instrumentalizes the creature. Uh, okay. So he, he, it's, it's like a, it's like a toxic feedback loop. Right. Right. And that's, uh, int- yeah. Right. Because, it, you know, like, like the, the little creature would have been content eating like little, you know, space mangoes or whatever the fuck those were. Uh, <laughs> but it's Cayman who gets angry at the creature for scaring him. Right. Right, and he right. kills it and he brings it to the to hollow and hollow is like okay i guess i'll eat that too mm. uh and it, it it that's that's like a moment where it feels very um like like a fall from innocence for for the creature right yeah that that's yeah that, that's a good point that it's it's kind of like um it's not so much feeding on it, but like, yeah, but more like Cayman is, Cayman, um, you know, like he's incredibly fragile and unstable underneath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he has this, like this projection of I'm in control. You mm-hmm. know, like he, he becomes like the asshole in control dude, you know, yeah. I'm, uh, I outrank you and all that shit. Yeah. Uh, well, he, he's kind of one of those guys who like everything's falling apart, but he thinks if he just like, Search just a little bit more control. He'll 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 be able to you know spin spin out of it and, and get like everything back back where it was. And he, by doing so, he just makes it worse. Exactly, exactly. Um, and, and like we we later learn learn that you know a lot of the the issues that, that everyone has had to go through uh, on Vesta, you know, like including crash having to crash land there. Is Cayman's fault? Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, so he. Uh, but th- I'm sorry. The the thing about Cayman is he he comes across there. There at times he comes across as very loath loathsome. I um he he's not in, he's a prickly character. Um, but there you can even so you you do sense a deep sen- uh like well of sadness in him he is he's a very very lonely man and i think that's also part of what is drawing him to the hollow or the hollow drawing to him is this, the sense of some sort of companionship even if it is this kind of like really bad you know uh feedback loop like you said but mm-hmm. um yeah he he's Kevin's an interesting character well, I, I I think that for for all that like I I like I think that to me like the the sort of like the heart of the show is Ozzy and Levi, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And but you know Ursula ends up being like the reluctant leader type of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and and at the end, you know, it's it's Cayman. And I do want to point out, I was just looking it up because I was like, Cayman, because I thought, I, I don't remember what how I thought it was spelled, mm-hmm. but it is spelled K 
K-A-M-E-N. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's odd. Why would they call him Cayman? Isn't that like that weird show? Cayman writer, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I looked it up and it makes a lot of fucking sense because Cayman is basically mask in Japanese. Oh, yeah. Okay. And I mean, that's <clears throat> that's exactly what he is. He's a he's yeah. like he's a mask he's just basically like he's the baby in initially right mm-hmm. he's the big baby initially when he meets hollow but hollow looks like the tiny little boy the tiny little bean right yeah and those roles become reversed by the end of the show right yeah yeah i, I mean uh it's in it, <clears throat> excuse me it's interesting he kind of like really envelops um well he first envelops came in in the you know this this psychological or or um telepathic projection of where he's dealing he's being led by the projection of uh Fiona his his wife or ex-wife or or whatever um this is a late wife <laughs> this wife is no more um, <laughs> that's right uh, yeah sorry spoilers folks i yeah. I but uh, yeah, like like uh, Fiona essentially haunts the sh- like is the ghost that haunts the the other characters. Mm-hmm. Um, she, she's there, you know, like she's absent from the show for for a long time, and then she's but she's still there, right? Because yeah. she's Levi's voice. Mm-hmm. She is the ghost that haunts Cayman, right? Y- yes, yeah, and that's that was an interesting um, thing when I realized that the the actor who, who voiced um, uh, Fiona, Fiona, right? Fiona yeah. mm-hmm. uh, is the same one who does, who did Levi. And, and do you know who it is? It's uh, uh, isn't she was from Arrested Development. Yes. Right? It's all, all your shock, uh, shock hat from, from Arrested Development. Who's I, I thought her performance was really good, especially as Levi. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Cause she does this great, like, <clears throat> excuse me, kind of like, um, uh, you know, as Levi, she has this kind of soft, you know, na- naivety, but it's also still feels strong. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. it's, it's very good. Yeah, like like uh, Levi has a firm and and has a pretty well developed and firm personality um, that becomes even more sort of firm uh, as the show progresses for. We'll we'll get into it in a second, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> which is, I mean, that was like one of these things where I was like, "What is happening? This is so strange." <laughs> uh, but but anyway, uh, but yeah, like like uh, you know, Aliyah Shockett brings, yeah, like like you said, brings like a a certain childlike wonder to the Levi performance. Yes. And in in Fiona, it's just she she just sounds tired. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, especially like, just like tired of Cayman shit. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like she's just oh my god, gotta yeah. do this again. Yeah. Um. But anyway, uh. So. Yeah, I I think that that's one of those things where where Fiona becomes like this this specter hanging over the entire thing. Right. In different ways. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, it's it's just a, a really interesting thought. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So so once Sam and Ursula manage to call the ship down, that's where everyone's like they see it. Yeah. It, and it, they, it gives everyone it, a, a goal to work towards. Yeah. Plus, plus it, it does have like these like huge like, you know, like probably 
a hundred foghorns. Yes. Uh, yeah, like basically beacons, where it's like, it, it does, yeah. the, you know what it does? It does a Hans Zimmer sound. That's, what That's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And, and it, it does it like, what is it, every day or every morning or something like that? So, and, and something like that. Yeah. Yeah. On a, on a regular basis, as, as a kind of a, a, a way so that people can like sonically locate it, even if they can't physically see it or, or have any sort of tracker on it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah, and it, 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 I mean, that that becomes like the goal, right? Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think that uh, one of, let, let's talk a little bit about, um, because Ozzy and Levi get sort of like caught up in a, in a stampede, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that was like, this is more or less, what is this, episode two? It's three, I believe. Okay. Uh, episode three, where she's basically trapped in this like the stampede comes towards her and she's got uh as i believe uh kurt mentioned previously she she has like a it looks like an akira uh motorcycle yeah it's definitely like yeah it's, it's definitely inspired i'm sure yeah. mm-hmm. uh but also like the the tires are round yeah like 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 spherical, spherical. yeah exactly <laughs> uh so so you know she can she can move sideways too if she wanted to uh, and, uh, so it's, it, that's where like, after, a, like e- even before the stampede, we get that little, this little tiny, uh, moment where, where Levi's just sort of like observing like this little trail of like space ants, uh, <laughs> yeah. moving from one branch to another. And he sort of like suddenly puts his, his little pincers out to, you know, like have one of them climb atop it. He gives it a fruit and then you can see like the little, uh, his little eye port, uh, just sort of like, like does not really have like an eye, so to speak. It's just sort of like a LCD screen or something. Mm-hmm. It just starts pulsing and it's like, is he communicating with the bug? <laughs> is this like a communication for the bug? Yeah. I don't under- because, you know, it, it becomes clear later that it, he, he may actually uh, be communicating with certain things. Right. Um, and the bug just sort of like, oh, yeah. And it goes off carrying little fruit <laughs> along with the rest of the trail of insects. And you're like, what was that? <laughs> uh, and, and during the stampede, uh, he's he's the one that offers, uh, you know, I, I like that it's a sort of also ironic because it offers the viewer like instruction on how to watch the show because <laughs> it's like just follow the follow the movements of the herd. You know, yes. Sway yeah. with them. Just go, yes. go with the flow. You know, follow go with the flow. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that scene. I. I, I love the the stampede scene because it was very and then is that is that where no that's not where she loses Levi right no that's, no not as much that's no no as much later yeah okay okay when but she it, when she meets up with Hollow <laughs> right right for the right. first time that's right yeah uh, but yeah like like so so one of the things I, I did want to touch uh, talking about that I wanted to touch on one of the the main influences that i see i like i mean sure like the visuals definitely have like uh a moebius oh yeah like 100 color yeah. color palette and everything mm-hmm. just yeah, very and, pastels and and and, and, uh, and not only that but just like kind of like the um thin lined uh mm-hmm. drawing style with like kind of like um you know 
uh, taller, thinner humanoid characters type of stuff um, with the alien landscape. Like it's very, very Mobius. But also like the entire ecology feels like uh, those old, uh, what is it? Uh, Barlow's guide to extraterrestrial life or something yeah. like that. So, and that's the thing about what makes this show so, so um, unique is that every single flora or fauna they come across uh, is like unique and has some unique either ability or, you know, mode of transportation or, you know, way of eating or like, but it's just, there's always just something very unique and creative of, about um, everything they find. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's, it's really, um, it's really fun in that way. Cause it, it is, it, it really lends such a sense of adventure to it um, because uh, particularly the, the Sam and Ursula, they, they have some like dark moments, but a lot of it is just kind of just like going through this, you know, very alien landscape and, and, and um, in awe at, at what they're seeing. Yeah. I mean, and, and I think that one of the things that also, uh, you know, sort of stands out to me about the show and, and sort of like the artistic, uh, like the d- design, the the art design, and and everything like that is essentially that it sort of manages to really encapsulate um, both beauty and grotesquerie that exists on the planet. Mm-hmm. Because there there's certain things that that it's they're beautiful, but also like com- so completely alien that they have sort of like it's not even really a sinister quality because you can't even really read exactly what the you know what it's trying to say right Mm -hmm. um and and like i think one of the the most the the other influence that i was thinking about was uh miyazaki especially especially Mm. like the those you know how in every miyazaki movie there's like several just shots that just linger on landscape or you Mm -hmm. like like the the wind moving through grass or yes, exactly. know, somebody moving <laughs> through is, a landscape. That was exactly the image in my head. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it, it, but he, it's so, it just in, it immerses you so much here. I mean, it, it, it immerses you as well uh, mm-hmm. in, in the world. It, it lets you sort of like take a moment and just look and see what, you know, and, and sort of, I guess, capture what the, what the crew is feeling, right? Yeah. Like this sense of wonder that, you know, honestly, there, there's so many sci-fi um, sort of like interplanetary things out there that, that really do not have a sense of wonder. It's sort of like, uh, you know, it, either, either it's like CGI gray sludge mm. uh, or it's already, you know, like a, a, a city planet and you're like, okay, we've, we've seen that a billion times come on come on let's go yeah yeah or or or, and and you know i love dune but dune was the you know the one the one ecology planet that's right yeah (laughs) i just think a lot of a lot of those kind of stories don't take the time to have their characters you know uh you know sit in awe of what they're seeing and and this one definitely does Mm-hmm. Or at least, at least it lets you because they they themselves feel like they've been longer than just a couple of days. Mm-hmm. They definitely feel like they know certain things about the you know the creatures that they've already sort of like explored and, and found out certain things, right? Yeah. Um, but but anyway, you know, like 
there are still, you know, as they're moving through different types of uh, sort of like um, biospheres or. or yeah, or, biomes or. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, I guess that's where they start running into issues because they don't know. They're they're they don't know the the, the fauna and the flora in in that mm-hmm. area, right? Uh, you know, and and that's sort of like part of, uh, if you want to call it conflict, it's it's not really conflict in in the traditional sense. It it doesn't feel that way, right? No, uh, exactly. Like it, you know, a lot of this, it's not as if those that stuff is malicious. It's just doing what it's meant to do. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's some stuff that's like absolutely horrifying. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, you know, as we'll as we'll get into in a second, but but like before that, you know, like that whole scene where they get sort of like uh, there's that gigantic wall of not exactly brambles. It looks like weird geometric tubes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and and uh, you know, Sam and Ursula figure out that. Uh, they, they've been seeing like these weird uh, sort of bird-like things. Mm-hmm. They're not really birds. They they have a, a head like a shovel <laughs> and a weird frill. And she realizes that one of them's left one of their little frill, quote, feathers behind. And uh, it, it has like a weird piezoelectric uh, uh, reaction. Like the, mm-hmm. the, the, the bramble bush pulls aside and, <clears throat> uh, and mm-hmm. they, they're able to go through the the obstacle because they've been sitting there going like, well, how the fuck are we going to get out of here? Because yeah. it, it, it stretches on for as far as they can see. Um, right. And that's the moment. Oh, man, that was like a scene where I was like, I was like, what am I watching? And why am I strangely <laughs> moved by this? What the yeah. hell? I, I really loved how they um, animated that feather um, thing. Uh, they gave it kind of like this, like pearlescence mm-hmm. to it on the underside, it, it, and just and that's it's the thing, like it's just like touches like that, just that really add like mm-hmm. essential details to this. Yeah, and and as they're sort of like dashing through it, the you know the effect wears off, and the 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 tunnel that that's been created for them is starting to collapse. And uh, Sam's like, oh, he he runs, but Ursula sees like a little light in the like off to the side and she like stays and is completely mesmerized as like the end of one of these tubes sort of blooms open and it looks like a tiny UFO looking flower. Yeah. And like, I was like, I was like, honestly, I was like sitting there going like, what am I looking at? This is (laughs) why, why is it taking like the boldness of a show to just sort of show you the entire, like, pollination and the life cycle of some poor little symbiotic creature that lives inside this flower mm-hmm. uh you know, like he, within the the what is it like the the couple of minutes that it takes he's yes. sort of like he he's sort of awakened he seems to awaken um or be born, you know, and then suddenly he picks a pollination, uh, you know, like a little pollen sphere and he pollinates the flower and then he just lies down, turns gray. And th- that was the other thing. Uh, the, the breathing for a second. Did you, did you catch that? Ursula, uh, Ursula is just like breathing in rhythm. And there's a tiny shot where the brambles around her are also sort of like, Contra- contracting and, and expanding in uh, time with the breath. And I was like, what is, what is it? 
like it's also one of these things where it's like it is what is happening <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that whole little bit really moved me honestly because it's this beautiful you know like it's this like very um you know it's it's like you said it's it's following the complete life cycle of this tiny little like traditional gray looking alien but like he's like really like tiny like he's, know, he's like a, living, a yeah like a poison dart frog tiny uh, gray yes. alien and like he you know he does this whole life cycle just to pollinate and then dies but it's not just like he goes away he like shrivels and 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 like he becomes this like little corpse and then the flower freaking buries him yes like respectfully like it you know it looks like it, like a process but it's like it, that whole thing was just yeah that was that was and then like you said to to take the time in the middle of like this chase sequence or or you know this kind of like what should ostensibly be an action beat um to have this little whole little like you know a whole life play out was just really really cool mm -hmm. well and, and i think that that's that's one of the also speaking of um like they 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 take that that step a little further and you get to see like life cycles of other things uh, just out of the blue and it's like it's mes like it's it's completely compelling it's like you're sitting there like wow what the hell <laughs> like like the i i don't know what they're called in the in the show but like i i'm calling them the 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 weird uh, lantern trees or whatever <laughs> The lantern trees. The the ones where they 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 sting Sam. Oh yes, yeah, and there's like little the sacks. Yeah, kind of fall. Yeah, like glowing little sacks, and they have things in them, and uh, they they stumble across like uh, Ursula is the one that notices it because you know obviously she's a bit more uh, in tune with things, uh, all things natural, right? Um, and she notices like, oh, this is like a burial ground. And she she's like uncovers and is like, but wait, this is like a bunch of different species. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, and that's where you get the first sort of like inkling that something might be weird about these weird lantern tree things. <laughs> and uh, and then in the beginning of the next episode, you get the entire life cycle. <laughs> Where it stings, uh, it stings and takes like a, a little bit of blood, like a blood sample to uh, then create within the little hanging glowing sacs. They basically become like little plant wombs mm -hmm. and they, they create like a little plant doppelganger of like this herd beast that, yeah. that then the the stung creature, the original basically uh, is is just like just horribly sick and it collapses mm -hmm. and th that's somehow the the plant knows to birth the doppelganger mm -hmm. and then the doppelganger goes out to bury the the original creature and then finds its way to the herd and just explodes you know and spreads the spores and you see that the lantern trees slowly sprout and grow and you're like you know in like a time lapse photogra photography type sequence mm -hmm. just fascinating horrifying <laughs> yeah oh yeah yeah <laughs> but i think that that's also like uh, you know my, my wife was was watching some of the episodes with me and uh, she was like this is a very squishy show. <laughs> it is. It is very squishy. That is, that's a perfect description. <laughs> it's just like a lot of goo and stuff. <laughs> Fluids. Yeah. 
Um, I, I want to shout out right now because I think what makes a lot of this work um, so as well as it does is the the soundtrack to the to the show. Mm, yes. Um, it is this gorgeous melding of like, you know, Eno like, uh, and I mean Brian Eno like uh, ambient or type music with like some like really gorgeous like string mm-hmm. type stuff. Uh, it's there's this, and then at one point there's even some like really haunting vocals. It is really really oh, good. And the, let's not forget the the organ. That's right. Yes. This, yeah. Yeah. This real man. I, yeah. I, I, the, you got me hooting and hollering every time you hear like an organ being used <laughs> in a song, like in a soundtrack. Hell yeah. 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 It, it's really, really gorgeous. Um, and apparently it, it's so it's not available to stream or, or download or anything, um, but uh, they're working on it, supposedly, co- according to the composer. Well. Let's yes from 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 your lips to God's uh, ears or whatever, uh, because yeah, exactly. I, I, I am I am like sitting there going like I need this soundtrack because it also is is to my you know to my benefit uh, you know it sounds to be mostly uh, instrumental which is great I can put it on in mm-hmm. the background while I'm writing or something yep um, but anyway. Um, but yeah, so so we have those two sequences. We get the uh, the the oh the let's talk about Levi and Ozzy in the aftermath. Part part of uh, why Ozzy and Levi have to move uh, quickly is because they they get hit with like a, a storm, like a big sandstorm. They they get stranded out like in a sort of like a Badlands area type of you know Badlands type of area, I should say, um, mm-hmm. and. Um, they end up in like this weird little, uh, like a covered garden, uh, essentially. Uh, mm-hmm. and it turns out that Levi's been sort of like cultivating things there on his own. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, is, is one of the, those first signs that you're starting to see, Hmm. What is up with Levi? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, I forget at what point do we realize that there was there's something growing in Levi. This is this is the moment because uh, okay because uh, Levi then is uh, basically uh, cutting Ozzy's hair, uh, like you know scraping scraping her nape and keeping it like close and cropped, uh, and so she goes, oh, let's do a little you know basically. Uh, one good turn deserves another. Let me open up your rear panel. And she sees like all the, the weird yellow mold. Right. Or, yeah. or slime mold ish type thing just growing mm-hmm. everywhere. Um, and, and even as she's looking at it, it's like slowly extending tendrils along the circuitry and everything. It's, gr- yeah. it's just, again, uh, squishy. It looks squishy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly uh, and that's where she's like she realizes that one she asks him to open up the entire uh, back panel and he's like just covered inside like all the circuit boards all that stuff is is just covered in this yellowish like slime mold type uh, thing and as she's she tries to scrape a tiny bit off and, and Levi just flinches and that's where you realize what the fuck? You're like, Ozzy asks him, like, what, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> and it, like, again, to great, like great writing. It's not like, you know, I feel, I feel pain. 
is I don't know what I felt, but it didn't, you know, like basically I'm not sure, but it didn't feel good. Yeah. And that's where she realizes. And, and because why would a robot have any context for feeling anything? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, so that's where, you know, basically Ozzy realizes that she, Levi can now feel the, her hand on his uh, parts of his chassis. Uh, you know, at this point, like, uh, Ozzy is like not entirely convinced and decides that she wants to shut him down. And that's where like, Mm -hmm. uh, I, the way I read it felt very much like, um, because those, those little puff balls had been floating around. Right. And this is the precise moment after she shuts down Levi that the puffballs become sort of like, uh, you know, like in video games where they, they, they finally render and you, they're now interactable. (laughs) (laughs) That's how they felt like suddenly they they came out of the, the background into the foreground because they start just latching onto her. Right. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And she can't like pull them off. They're, they're like glued onto her skin almost. Uh, and that's where we get the weird, uh, the weird puffball brain scorpion looking thing. Yeah, right. The whatever they they were they came from, it's like this this kind of thing that generates these to to essentially sedate its prey. And yeah, um, like like it it feels like the um, the the puffballs have like some sort of narcotic or or like maybe a, a, a neurotoxin of some sort, right? Mm-hmm. Because uh, the the creature that we get to see, as the example, uh, just sort of like starts staggering in and just falls on its side, and that's yeah, you know, that's when we see the the big long scorpion looking thing come up and just like unhinge its little proboscis and stab mm-hmm. it down to its brains. You're like, damn, <laughs> hell of a way to go. And obviously that's where Ozzy's like, oh shit. <laughs> she has to like drag herself with one arm mm-hmm. uh, to power up uh, Levi again. Right. Uh, who who saves her ass? Uh, let's face it. <laughs> yeah. Levi comes in handy a lot of times. Yeah, and, and I did like the tiny little scene where, like, the aftermath, uh, where she, you know Levi basically says, you know, like when you turn me off, uh, I feel you know, like the world shares things with me, uh, you know, and I, I with it, and you know, it, when you turn me off, I can't feel that. I feel nothing. Mm-hmm. I see nothing. I do not like that. And mm-hmm. it's like, this is the simplest. Uh, it felt like the simplest explanation for like suddenly having existential dread. Yes. Of, you yeah. know, or, or a sense of mortality. Right. Yeah, exactly. Or, or just even the sense of your own, uh, you know, consciousness and, and the, you know, it's, it's, it's really, yeah, it, it's really, really, really good. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so that's, you know, like basically that's, where Ozzy, it, 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 I feel like here's where that line with Ozzy and Levi becomes much more pronounced and she respects him. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cause up, up to this point, she was kind of treating um, Ozzy more, or I'm sorry, Levi more as uh, you know, almost like a tool. Like mm-hmm. they, they, she would interact with him, 
but this is um she was kind of like hey leave i do this do that yeah. type of stuff yeah it, and now this it was much more a partnership yeah in this yeah like like she was never like impolite or or, or nasty no, no, no. But, but it was definitely a bit more sort of imperious a tone where it's like levi i need you come here please uh yes, that, exactly. that type of thing where it feels like you know she there, there's a distinct uh hierarchy of roles there and and here it mm-hmm. suddenly like it levels yep um and, and like yeah like levi really sort of saves her bacon a couple times uh yeah uh but yeah like like i i really sort of loved how that relationship starts to change and and i'll be the first to tell you like i am i do not i'm not really easily swayed by like robots or human type of like sort of appeals Yes. Yeah. And this feels we, we've had we've kind of had that discussion. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, and it's fine. I I can I can I can definitely you know vibe with it, but but it feels weird or or a little too ham handed sometimes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. here yeah, it definitely feels much more sort of like subtle, and it, mm-hmm. it's more along the lines of like no one's looking at the camera and going like eh eh yes. Exactly. Like it, that, that's exactly right. Like I, I would contrast it to something as, you know, more blunt, uh, like, uh, measure of a man, the, mm-hmm. the, the TNG, TNG episode <laughs> right out of my head, but <laughs> yes. So like, where like, that's all about like justifying, Oh, that, uh, data's, you know, like consciousness and his, you know, whether or not he's truly sentient or, or human and, or has rights to object to being dismantled for study and things like that. Um, and it's just really out in the open with all that philo- philosophical, uh, arguing. And this one is just, a, a it's kind of just setting it all in front of you to, to observe, uh, and like making points, but not you know, hammering on right. them. Like it's, it's making points just in its depiction rather than telling you about this point. I, I feel like it's, it's one of these things where it, it just establishes a simple humanity to it. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, Oh, Oh, suddenly Levi feels pain. Suddenly, you know, like Levi's like me. And, and, and that's one thing that, um, that up until this point, I'd, I'd forgotten to mention it's sort of, we get a glimpse of Levi dreaming prior to this moment. Yes, yes, and yes. Levi suddenly looks down, and instead of having like little pincer hands, uh, he has like these weird, like it's a conglomeration of like weird plants or fungal material or something. It just looks very strange. Like it's a, it's a, uh, like a patchwork of different types of flesh or, or, or th- you know, material. Um, mm-hmm. Also very squishy looking, <laughs> but but it looks alive. You know, it looks biological. Uh, so it, it it sort of like the fact that he's having a dream is also like just allowed to be right. Uh, this yeah, this idea that um, you know he's having this. <laughs> I, I love what he's imagining that Ozzy's like a tiny little. <laughs> person walking on him he, he's giant mm-hmm. <laughs> um but but yeah like he he has like a uh what is the the phrase uh i guess like his 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 
visualization of his body might be different than what we as viewers see. Yeah. Um, like almost like self-image maybe. Like, yes. Yes. It, yeah. Yeah. That, that's an interesting point. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, it, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's just so fascinating to me because it's, it's sort of like not, it's not really hammered home. It's not made like too philosophical. It's just the simplest thing. You know, like Ozzy realizes that Levi can feel pain. Okay, she stops doing that, right? Ozzy says, mm -hmm. "I don't like being turned off without you know, you know, for for no real reason." She stops doing that, you know. When when you know Levi asks to be treated a little bit more, you know, equitable, equitably, uh, she does. I mean, it's just mm -hmm. it's it's sort of really interesting. And it's subtle. It is, yeah, yeah. But um, man. Go ahead. Well, and I, I like how it's all kind of about to um, like this kind of combination of, you know, mechanical and um, biological, like it's like, you know, true, true kind of like um, cyborg type, um, you know, depiction, I mm -hmm. think it's, it, but, but in, in less of a, you know, cause it's, it's in essence, you know, Levi's being colonized by this, like, fungi and it's less of like you know we're installing metal parts on this human the robot parts on the human it's the kind of the other way around it's, is is this organism he's, he's, is colonizing you know this machine <laughs> yeah exactly it's uh what was it uh it's sort of like a yeah yeah it, it is sort of like a weird fungal cyborg right mm -hmm. yeah exactly um but but yeah like it's just so fascinating to me um, mm -hmm. and, and so as they, you know, sort of like grow closer, they closer themselves, you know, as, as people, um, they, they also become closer. Yeah. You know, they, they get to a certain park where they have to cross a Canyon on their way to the Demeter, you know, to reuni reunite with the Demeter. Um, and, uh, what do you call it? And also I, I do want to point out that Ozzy is in fact in charge of, like she has the codes and knows how to revive the people that are in cryosleep. Right. right, uh, right. Because they, once they're in cryosleep, I, I think that uh, it's not really spelled out, but it, I, I would imagine that she then becomes in charge of them because they become cargo. Yes. I, yeah, I think that's probably right. Um, but, but yeah. So uh, what was I going to say? The, the, they oh you know, they get to the canyon and that's where they finally meet up with Hollow who you know we as we've uh, we we may need to go back backtrack a little bit and get 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 up to speed with Hollow because that shit is horrifying. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's uh I, we could probably just you know sort of like jump ahead a little bit because you know like Cayman sure. Cayman basically continues feeding uh, Hollow you know more and more meat. Uh, and and yeah. Hollow just becomes just huge, like a bloated, he, like he's bigger. He's as big as Cayman or larger. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's almost like this kind of like a, an even rounder hippopotamus. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah. Like with a little weird whale head on the end of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. So it, it it's one of these uh, little 
uh, one-off openings to the to the to the episode where you get to see poor was it was it Chris? Yeah, <laughs> it was. I think yeah. it was Chris. You get to see sort of the contrast of you know, like these people got to you know basically they had each other to take care of each other a little bit. You know, like Ozzy had mm-hmm. Levi, you know, Ursula had Sam and vice versa. They could look out for each other. Uh, came in, you know, eventually finds hollow, but Chris is like on his own. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets like fucking owned over and over again, man. Mm-hmm. It, it just shows how horrifying those first couple of days must've been for the, uh, for, for the crew that we're, we're following. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's just stumbling from it's it's almost like Looney Tunes ask yeah. of like stumbling stumbling from one like uh, you know thing to the next. Yeah, it, yeah like very Acme. Uh, I, I set up five traps and I bounce from one trap to another. You know, basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> but but you know he 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 actually trips on one of Cayman's traps. Uh, and that's where you know basically I I also love that you don't. You don't see Cayman. You just see his shoe and the one corner of the, 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 the tattered, you know, makeshift cloak that he's made for himself. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. fuck, he met Cayman. <laughs> yeah. Because by then, you, you know, they've done such a, a good enough job on the character design that, that basically you can tell, oh, yeah, that's fucking Cayman. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And uh, in in the as the the guys like asking for help he follows Cayman and you know like hollow just gallops out of the the brush and just like telepathically lifts him and snaps his neck yeah. <laughs> and he just like you know i guess he was hungry because he tosses him in 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 his lair with the other piles of fucking rotten corpses and uh and Cayman just like uh is that that's the the last straw for him? He just cannot keep it together anymore, and that's mm-hmm. where he like asks, you know, like he he pleads to someone take the pain away, and that's where basically, you know, Hollow does it. He completely takes him in, and the roles are now reversed. Where you know, like when he when he now 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 it's you know Cayman who looks like a tiny fetal baby inside of this gigantic creature complete with an umbilical cord that feeds him yes <laughs> yeah it's it's um <clears throat> so like w- while he was um telepathically you know enveloped by by hollow he he is now literally enveloped by yes. hollow <laughs> like well yeah. and this is it's an interesting uh inversion of the the you know like levi's being being infiltrated basically by a bi- like a biological creature uh or organisms right uh and mm-hmm. you know here cayman basically wears hollow like his mech suit yeah yeah exactly like a biological yep. mech suit yeah there's there's a lot in this of like the kind of like the mixing of um you know mechanical with biological and and or or replacing one for the other type yep, of thing yeah uh sometimes in the grossest ways possible but uh <laughs> yep yeah <laughs> um but yeah like I, I i just love that image where you get to see him just like sort of curl up in f- like an actual fetal position and gets sort of like slowly pulled in to 
like like hollow sort of like opens like he's like like a, a stop motion of like something dropped into water and just like mm-hmm. like just slimily takes him in it's just it's lovely yeah <laughs> uh, and gross <laughs> Yes, lovely, lovely gross. Uh, but yeah, that that's where uh, Hollow meets. Like on that uh, on that canyon is where Hollow hears Ozzy, and that's where they have the showdown. Where Ozzy realizes that Cayman is inside this creature, but only after the the moment where uh, Chris did you did you go like oh like mutter to yourself under your breath going like oh no. When when <laughs> Levi's like running and is like, Ozzy, I can't move. Yeah, yeah, that that was very much like us. Yep. <laughs> and like Hollow just like uses his telepathic powers that seem to have grown with his like his his size basically, uh, mm-hmm. and just yeah. rips him apart. Like just tears the chassis open and tosses mm-hmm. it back over the edge of the cliff. Yeah. Uh, he like he explodes him in like one of those like do you ever see like the like the mechanical drawings (laughs) of like a machine that's like all the parts laid out Yeah, with a bunch of like little diagonal lines that show this goes in here this goes in here (laughs) yes exactly yeah he that's what it kind of looks like when when levi explodes yeah um and that's where like uh ozzy just goes berserk on on this guy like she just basically cuts him open with her space naganata <laughs> mm-hmm. and uh like he, he he she cuts him open and she sees for a minute came and it's such a creepy image where he's just like sort of like not even really he's sort of like like he woke up briefly and he just closes his eyes and goes back it rolls back in into the 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 innards of hollow and the flesh yeah. starts to sort of like regenerate. Uh, so gross. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like like she ends up like at the basically, you know, Hollow just tosses her over the edge of the cliff and she manages to hang on, you know, uh, to the rocks uh, or the rope uh, that, that they had initially used to try to cross. And um and you know she falls to the bottom, and she just like has a has a moment trying to like like futilely gather up you know whatever parts of Levi she can, but it's it's all being right. carried away by the current of this little river. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like like that was like I felt that I was like, damn man, we we just <laughs> Levi, I, I hardly knew ye. <laughs> exactly yeah yeah i I was legit shocked at that um and i mean it it feels like it it feels earned that she is sad you know like like very like just out of her mind sad that levi is no more right Mm -hmm. yeah no i and uh yeah i mean they've, they've done a good job of uh you know um, establishing this the, the connection and more than just of like oh shit there goes something that could like help me with like taking out yeah yeah exactly stuff. it <laughs> feels know? like she's she's actually experiencing a loss right not not just like oh yeah fiddlesticks oh, yeah. I, I lost my wrench um you know like she might have been a little bit yeah like like you said she might have been a little bit you know 
miffed that, you know, oh shit, you know, now I got to do this on my own. But she would have yep. been like, well, you know, it's just a robot. Yes, exactly. Um, exactly. But yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, at this point, we, we should probably just uh, talk a little bit about um, Ursula and Sam's uh like a little journey where, where Sam just gets, just yeah. is getting owned I, I mean, by that fucking lan- lantern tree. There, there, there's yeah, exactly. Um, there, there's so much, um, like to all of these stories that, um, but yeah, so they, they, Sam gets, um, bit, you know, stung by the, the lantern trees and they have to fight off the, the, the plant guy. Uh, and then they eventually come across somebody who was, a bent who was stranded on Vesta before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, that was like, it, it's funny how the, they, they don't really um, play it safe. Uh, they introduce mm-hmm. characters later on in, in the show because like, yeah, exactly. because as a result of, of Ozzy sort of like, like breaking down and she, she finds like she, after she's having her little breakdown with uh, the, the, the death of Levi. Right. Uh, She, she finds Mm -hmm. the old transmission radio and her last, the the last thing she's able to get out of it is the one last transmission for, you know, like rescue basically. And uh, that's where we get like the, the, uh, the other scavengers that are like on one of the neighboring moons of, of Vesta catch the, the transmission and they wouldn't have they wouldn't have like bothered with it uh, until she says it's a freighter. Yes, and like hot damn, g- good score. <laughs> uh, yeah, it 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 sort of like takes some takes some gumption, I should say, to uh, to really introduce a, a new set of characters <laughs> like halfway or, you know, or more into the show. Yeah. Uh, because then we get we basically find out that like Sam uh, is cured of the uh, the lantern like after they fight off the doppelganger they, he's cured of the of the actual infection um, because he's still alive. I mean the the idea here is that you know like he would probably die after he get gets buried alive or whatever. Um, Mm-hmm. But as a result, the the person who they've uh, run up against, run up on uh, the the other survivor of some you know other crew, um, is basically also infected with another type of parasitic uh, thing that he is now just sort of out of his mind, manic, just running up and down. He 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 like suddenly full of energy and Ursula's like, I'm going to take a nap. And she, she in, in the course of like, perhaps, you know, 12 hours, uh, he has, uh, you know, done Ken balls. He's swum in the lake. He, he realized, Oh, I need clay. I'm going to, I'm going to do a big thing in this cave that I found. And, uh, that's when they find out that like, he keeps on scratching his chest and, <laughs> Ursula's like something spells rancid in here. As <laughs> he's showing her the new the new <laughs> digs, we could hang out here for a while. I was like, "Are you sure?" I thought you were all about getting to the ship. He's like, "Sure, we could get do that too." Um, and she she's like, "Smells rancid." It's like, 
she turns around and sees Sam's uh, like he's taken off his shirt because he's like busy smearing mud all over everything. There's this franticness to him. And when he he realizes that he's been scratching at like this weirdly infected flap of skin mm-hmm. on his chest yeah. he peels it he's able to peel back and look into his own chest yeah, that was that was freaky i mean it's such a weird like he hadn't noticed it uh it, it reminds me of like those uh those weird parasites that are able to just take over and like uh the ones that i think it's the flukes that make the birds like stand or no no i'm sorry the the ones that uh make the ants stand on the blades of grass so it can then uh be eaten by a cow or some shit <laughs> and gestate in its digestive system and you're like wow um uh, because he he's he's even like uh a couple of times he has like he coughs up the seeds that um he himself was was infected with right mm-hmm. and he, there's a, there's a moment where he's almost like on the verge he's like you can see him holding it and looking at ursula and ursula's like uh sort of unconscious and he's like thinking it over actually in to his credit i think that he thought that she had drowned he, yes i think yeah that's right i mean that was my reasoning but it's it's still like it's still like Come on, bro. <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, like it, it's sort of sad because like, you know, towards the beginning of the show, we have like a little interaction where, where Sam sort of berates um, Ursula for, for like, you know, Oh, you shouldn't, you, know, you, you got to listen to me, you know, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, I, I don't need, I could do this alone. I don't need you. Mm-hmm. And uh, as, time goes on and, and Sam, you know, Sam's health is just dwindling and dwindling. She starts like really like reversing that same dialogue and like basically telling him, no, no, you, you got to make it. I can't make it without you. Mm-hmm. And like, it, it is sort of touching that he's like, no, see, the thing is you, you, you have to. <laughs> so listen to what I have to say. <laughs> and he gives her like his past card and everything like that. I mean, it's it's lovely like he he he's able to choose where he wants to die you know that's mm-hmm. and it's underneath this like uh, yet another you know beautiful weird uh orange and red uh tr- you know gigantic tree right yes yeah um it's like real barky like real um mm-hmm. yeah yeah, and like it has like these weird fronds on the branches. It just looks like a shaggy, like a big shaggy tree. Yep. Um, you know, and and you know, at, at that point, like Ursula is just like sort of really a little bit lost. Uh, and she runs into someone that we we should probably talk a little bit about, right? Because much like Gandalf <laughs> at the turn of the tide. Levi returns. Yes, exactly. Honestly, also, I was like, this was just enthralling and somewhat moving because once you realize what's happening, you're like, oh, oh. Yeah, and and this kind of also goes into the whole, like, timeline thing because, you know, she goes back and it turns out uh, Levi's, like, created this whole little, like, um, you know, house and complex for him for himself where he's like gardening and and things like mm-hmm. that and he has uh 
completely transformed. Like you can covered in in like plant like material that has really changed his appearance, and um, it just it seems like it's been like months since we've last saw him. But you know, mm-hmm. but it's so it's hard. That's that's where the whole like timeline thing. It's very it's kind of like flexible in this. <laughs> yes. Uh, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's, that, that's a good, that's a good word for it. Um, but, but yeah, like, like I, I think that it's also, he, he's also a bit more sort of like uh, aloof mm-hmm. and sort of somewhat alien. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, part of it is also that, that, you know, he, he doesn't seem to have had any contact and doesn't know who Ursula is. Right. He He's not mean or anything like that, but, He's very curt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she she's like, "Oh, are you gardening?" He just sort of like doesn't answer. You know, uh, the minute she's like going to put her greasy fingerprints on his little garden, he stops her hand. You know. Yes, exactly. Um, which also like speaks to like he's he's been transformed. Like he is now a full sort of person, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, former Levi, even though he was on that path, right, would probably have been a bit less forceful about it. Right. Um, but yeah, like, man, th- let's let's just say let's jump ahead because I, I think we could just draw all the, the the threads together. Correct. Yes. Everyone, you know, like manages to meet up at the. Demeter, including the the scavengers that uh, that Ozzy had uh, sort of teamed up with for a minute for a, a time, and then they they had a falling out with with each other basically because uh, they were the she she realizes that they're there to just plunder the ship. Mm-hmm. They don't care about the 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 people that are sort of in cryo sleep, and she wanted to insist that yes, they need to wake them up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they need to and and we need some of those supplies for us, um, and uh, so so anyway, it becomes like a weird heist where uh, a third party has entered the chat. Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> gigantic hollow has been lying in wait for the in the Demeter itself for um, somebody to show up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, he he's drawn there because uh, he. He he seems to actually have some of uh, it's it's almost like uh, Cayman's subconscious or like like I don't know exactly what it would be is like inverted like he's become like a, a dreamy the, the 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 bottom half of like his consciousness he he leads the, he manages to find Fiona. Mm-hmm. Like her corpse. Yes, exactly. And then, yeah, he lays down. He just lays down next to her. And it, we also get that, that you know, like nice little shot where we see that Cayman, like we get the, the insert shot of Cayman inside. And he's like finally lying next to Fiona. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, you know, like we, we have a big you know confluence, mm-hmm. right? Because Hollow uh, wakes wakes up and realizes that the, that, you know, like basically... He he wants to hunt down the everyone else. Yeah, essentially. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, in part because it's weird because it's it's almost like um, some of Cayman's like more subconscious wishes, right? Mm-hmm. He he's striking out at the people that that caused 
him to kill Fiona, basically. <laughs> yeah. Because even at this point, he can't really take responsibility for the fact that when he, re, like, basically he routed the Demeter uh, to follow too close to this particular system's sun. And the sun, uh, it, because it's an unstable type of sun, basically buffeted the the, the entire ship mm-hmm. and caused them basically like irreparable, like some damage to the ship itself. Right. Uh, that they had to to leave basically, uh, and and like that whole sequence where you like even down to the little eye movements that Cayman is making when he realizes that he is fucked up so bad is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is really sort of wrenching when he gets into the pod and it's Fiona like on the outside, like you know, telling him please open the door, and he he's actually strapped himself in. And the sort of like the, the safety procedures have fallen into place. He can't really get himself loose. Right. Exactly. Yes. And uh, so, yeah, it becomes this entire showdown between hollow and everyone essentially, mm-hmm. except, except the leader of the, of the, the scavenger trio. Yeah. She takes off on her own. She, she fucks off. I mean, Kudos to her. She did the wise thing, not necessarily the good thing. <laughs> she, <laughs> She's like, fuck this. The the, ac- the actor playing her is excellent because she gives off such a shitty vibe that like, just like. <laughs> She's got <laughs> fucked vibes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Just did not like from the minute one. I'm just like, don't like this lady at all. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, like. I just want to point out that when finally, uh, like Hollow finds Ozzy, and uh, like Ozzy wants to tear him, tear him apart, mm-hmm. and he he just dispatches her almost, almost just comically easily, right? He just like lifts her up, levitates yes, exactly. her, uh, you know, like pins her up against the hull of the ship. Uh, he's he's about to uh, like just basically like own her completely, and. Levi, who has found a bloody rope that had traces, like obviously traces of Ozzy's blood on it, has become interested and shows up out of nowhere and just punches the fuck out of Hollow. It just sends him tumbling like 30 feet away. Yeah. Uh, and again, it's it's like it's like Swamp Thing, uh, Levi, right? Mm-hmm. It, exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, and in the in the whole showdown we get this whole thing where uh levi is just emanating this weird energy that is slowly stripping down hollow like he's 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 like his flesh is melting away mm-hmm. and slowly exposing cayman and we get this just lovely extended sequence of cayman who has been floating like in his mind palace or whatever has been floating out in the cosmos, you know, like, like in space is just basically starts falling into re-entry into the, into the planet. Uh, And we get this entire sequence where it's like a, a sped up like evolution of Vesta as a planet Yes. With the org- the first organisms, everything sort of like running. It's just like, it's like, what is, 
what am I looking at? What what is happening? It, it's it's an animation tour de force, totally. Just it's oh, just, it's it's so good. This and, is also where the organ music yes, comes it's in. It's just the the soundtrack is just sublime. Phenomenal. Yep. Uh, and it's so good because it, it it really feels like it's also sort of like penetrating as Levi's light or energy is stripping away the 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 layers of you know like hollow that uh, have been protecting Cayman. We also get like this little glimpse into the center of like everything that has to do with Vesta. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't explain everything, but you get to see these things and you get to feel like almost like, like, you know, something about it, right? Yes. Um, it's so good. And, and only enhanced because the image at the end is that basically they've peeled everything away and basically, uh, you know, basically it's Cayman cradling hollow little baby being hollow. Yeah. Again, it's so, it's so good because, you know, like they don't even kill hollow. They, they understand that it was always Cayman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I they still just, like, like get him to scat. Yeah, exactly. Get out of here. <laughs> get out of here. Like you, you, like, like a bad, like a cat that's come to beat up your dog or something. You're like, uh, I, I love that. Um, it's, it's so good. And even the epilogue feels very self-contained, you know, mm-hmm. because we, we do get this epilogue where, as, as I'd mentioned, like, Ursula becomes sort of like the 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 organization organizational center of like the colonists. They they they're able to the, the ones that were weren't like scavenged or managed to survive, you know, and didn't you know like their their containers weren't breached or whatever. You know, they're they're slowly thriving. They've got a small community there, you know, and uh, and Cayman's help like Cayman's only trusted to basically help Ursula out. Mm-hmm. And I, I did like that he's like sort of, sort of like his his relationship seems to have somewhat changed to the little critters. Yeah, but it, it's it's very subtle, so you're not entirely sure what's what's going on here. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, great fucking show, man. Yeah, and I, I the the I love the epilogue where. A little tiny baby Levi is on this like Catholic space Catholic sh- ship, <laughs> like yeah, with like yeah. stained glass window, and uh, they have like the the uh, the the sensor going, and oh man, the, the, yeah, the skeleton holding like a scepter and yeah, a sensor, yeah, great, great it, stuff. It is, it's just so cool. It's and so like forty k type stuff that like oh yeah yeah. I, I was like completely getting like a 40k vibe, but but the the thing that we forgot to mention is that um, the reason that uh, like the the shuttle that uh, Chris the 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 former leader of the uh, scavengers yeah um, basically has been left adrift and you can see that it's just covered right. in like all this growth yes and all because. Uh, you know, her her little one of her teammates, uh, who's a, a kid, basically, uh, Barry had thrown a, thrown a one of these flowers that uh, apparently 
are host to the the type of slime mold or fungus or whatever it is exactly uh, that that infested Levi. Mm-hmm. So also makes you wonder: is this does this mean that is that going to has it escaped Vesta? Right, exactly. Has life found a way off planet? <laughs> well, I guess we'll, we may we may never find out because as of as of yet, I, I as I understand it, there haven't there haven't been any uh, hasn't been any news regarding uh, ordering a second season. Yeah, I, I'm unfortunately I'm just not holding out hope with with the state of especially with the state of Warner Brothers at the moment. Yep. Um, it's it's just I I don't see them investing in it, but it, so it it is absolutely I cannot recommend this enough. It is just top notch science fiction, top notch animation. Uh, it's just a blast, total total blast. Yeah, yeah. And it, by the way, remember we were talking a little bit before uh, that that this felt like a stripped down version of like the the original Venture Brothers designs. Yes, yes, yes. Like, doesn't it feel that way? It feels like like they've graduated and they've gotten even less lines mm-hmm. in the yes. char- like on the character designs. Yes, I, and, and I, I mean, and it, it is um, by Titmouse, who also did um, animation on later seasons of the Venture Brothers. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. Uh, but yeah, like like uh, it's just yeah. To your point, like as soon as if this ever shows up on physical media, I'm gonna have to snap it up. Because mm-hmm. I, I can. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. That's this is I, a, a must buy. Yeah, I can, and I cannot just trust Warner Brothers to even keep it. And I mean, same thing for for um, the uh, you know the soundtrack. As soon as mm-hmm. if that goes up on Bandcamp, doing that immediately. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Chris, thanks for for watching this. And, Thank and you very much for recommending it. I'm I'm really really glad I watched it. Yeah, man. This is. Yeah, I, I cannot recommend this. Also, uh, you know, like I'm a huge sucker for the Nausicaa of the Valley of the Wind, the uh, the the manga more than the movie, but mm. but this also had very big Nausicaa vibes as well, specifically. Um, anyway, uh, I we could talk for the for you know hours about this. <laughs> it's just got so much going on, but uh, we'll we'll have to leave it there. All right. Um, Chris, did you have anything else? Any last, last thoughts? Uh, just, just be careful out there. It's, it's, it's a jungle. Ew. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That'll be it from us. And we'll catch you next time here on Potside.